Welcome to Generation Ag, a podcast for the future of agriculture. I'm Kayla. And I'm Lavinia. And we're a couple of young Aggies passionate about celebrating our industry and sharing the stories of people who work in it. everybody and welcome back to Generation Ag. It is Kayla here today as your host with another fabulous episode. I cannot believe I'm sitting here doing this edit on, on Sunday night, so the night before this episode goes live. It is the 13th of June. What the hell? Um, I was very excited to get out um, onto the wheat belt on Friday and the crops are starting to come up and it's just a beautiful, beautiful time of year. It's also starting to get cold, but with that here in WA, it also starts raining. Um, So we've had a fabulous start to the season and I hope um, so many of you are experiencing that as well. And since we are halfway through June, I did want to remind you that if you were planning on coming or wanted to come to Innovation Generation from the 7th to the 9th of July on the Gold Coast, hurry up, get your tickets. Grain growers are offering a fabulous guarantee in that if the board is closed for any reason and you can't attend, um, then you can get your ticket money refunded, which is just great. That's going to be good for us because certainly we're at the mercy of borders, but touch wood, we will get to be there on the Gold Coast next month in my home state of Queensland. If you are planning on coming um, and you've got your tickets already, let us know. Um, if you're following us uh, on Instagram or you listen to the podcast and you are planning on going to Innovation Generation, please introduce yourself to us in our DMs. Um, we would love to get to know you and catch up with some of you guys while we're over there. We're keen to meet you all face to face and this is just such an exciting opportunity to do that. And then that brings me to introducing today's guest. I'm so excited to introduce you to this young man. Um, I think he's just got a beautiful ethos about farming and sharing his story. So I'm going to read you his bio in his words. Every generation brings something different to the farm. Pa had a knowledge of clearing scrub. Dad was a pretty good shearer. And then there's me. Well, I make videos. Farming in the northwest Wimmera region with my parents, my wife Chelsea and my daughter Alexandra, we run a 7,000 acre mixed operation with about 2,000 breeding ewes and 2,000 acres of crop, as well as doing some contract seeding and windrowing. At the onset of the pandemic in 2020, with panic buying in full swing, I was unsettled that these people seemed to think that their food was going to run out. Inspired by some American farmers doing similar things, I set about making vlogs or video logs of the day-to-day life on the farm to show people where and how their food is produced in Australia. My YouTube channel has just passed 4,000 subscribers, which is way beyond what I ever expected it to get to. My plan is to just keep making videos of us farming and see where it takes us. And you don't need any more from me, so here is Mark. Mark Merritt, welcome to the Generation Ag podcast. We're very excited to have you on today. Thanks very much for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Tell the listeners um, where you are, uh, a little bit about what you can see and what you've been up to today. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm based in the north, uh, northern West Wimmera region of Victoria in the Caniva area. And, um, yeah, I'm on a 7,000-acre mixed farming operation with my my parents Ewan and Sharon my wife Chelsea and my daughter Alexandra yeah. beautiful um tell us 
what is your connection to agriculture? You just mentioned briefly, but you know, it's in your blood. Oh, it's in my blood for sure. Yeah. So I'm part of the sixth generation of merits to farm in this area, not on the same land, but, but definitely in this area. Um, yeah, but on, on this land, particularly it's my, I'm third generation, but yeah, it's kind of all I've wanted to do since I grew up. So I, yeah, mum reckoned it was my first word that I ever said was tractor. So yeah, it's, you could say it's in my blood. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, tell us a little bit about your childhood growing up on the farm. So yeah, I had a pretty busy childhood, I guess you could say. Um, not by things we were doing, but by what, what I wanted to do. I would just, yeah, get home from school and go straight to the tractor or straight to the sheep yards or or anything like that I just I just couldn't get enough of being on the farm and as I got older I got to drive the tractors which was uh very fun (laughs) and yes that also eventuated into building lots of random junk in the workshop too do you have siblings yeah so I'm one of five Uh, I've got one older sister and then four boys so we're spaced over 16 years and, yeah. Hmm. Wow. So quite the tribe growing up on the farm. That's really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. Being spaced out, though, we, we, uh, my older siblings had left home really before I could remember. Mm-hmm. So it was just the three of us younger ones that were stuck at home. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. And are you the only one still farming now? So my my oldest brother Russ he he's farming on his own property at the moment he um split off from mum and dad so yeah he's doing his thing and we're doing it our thing so I'm just farming with mum and dad at the moment mm-hmm. beautiful and what about your little family that you've created tell us about that yeah so Alex my daughter she's Nelly one um which is very exciting um yeah but. But we're, we're actually farming in our own right on the block of land that Grand and Pa used to own. And then we've actually just picked up some leasing across the road too, just this year. So that's, um, it's exciting. Yeah. That's, that's really exciting. Um, Mark, tell us a bit about the farm because we've got listeners from all over the country and even some international listeners. So tell us, what are you running? What's the program? So yeah, we're very a very mixed operation. We've got about two thousand breeding ewes, a thousand first cross ewes, and a thousand merino ewes, and so they're producing prime lambs. And um, yeah, then we're we're running a cropping operation. About two thousand acres of crop we put in each year. We only harvest about four hundred acres of the. Oh, let me start that bit again. So we're putting in about 2,000 acres of crop each year, harvesting about 1,000 acres. A lot of the rest of it is for um, sheep to graze on. Um, But of the crop we put in, we're growing wheat, barley, canola, vetch and cereal rye. So You mentioned before um, that you're growing up, being a farmer was just, you know, that was always the goal. Um, I'm interested, going through school, did that ever change at all or it's that's always been your focus? Uh, so I did have some different thoughts at different times during school. Um, I, I did an engineering course through the VET program or 
vocational education and training program. Um, I never, I wanted to be an engineer, but not full time. I just was saw that as a very valuable skill set to add on to farming. Um, so yeah, that was kind of one thought that I had of not being a farmer. But I also spent quite a bit of time wanting to be a greenskeeper at a golf course. Um, and my passion still exists for my lawn at the moment, although I don't have enough time for it. But yeah, that was probably the other biggest thought of what I would do with my career. But I always came back to farming. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. So we've obviously got you on here today to talk about your YouTube channel, which um, it's so great to go onto YouTube and, and see the content that you're putting out. Um, we'll talk about what it's like to vlog and all that kind of stuff in a second. But I'm very interested to set the scene and you tell us what inspired you to pick up the camera in the first place? Well, I've always been pretty interested in media and editing and film and stuff like that and how, how uh, differently edited and different uh, music on videos and stuff makes it seem different, even though it's the same clips. So I've always had a bit of a passion for that at school and stuff like that, but never really did anything with it. And then in 2016, I bought a $20, well, knockoff GoPro from the shop and I made a couple of videos for my niece and nephews who live in Melbourne to keep them up to date with the farm. So this was in the vlog type style, but I just sent them to them. They liked them but I didn't really get any feedback, so I just stopped. But then I, in 2019, I saw some American farmers doing the same thing, um, doing vlog-style videos, and I thought, oh, I'd like to see some Australian videos. So I searched it up and couldn't really find anything that was that current. So my wife, with some uh, backing from our family, organised to buy me a GoPro for my birthday, and. Uh, yeah, then I started doing it. So that was just slow at the start, just a few videos. And then in 2020, with the panic buying in COVID, I could see that a lot of people were thinking that their food was going to run out. Mm. And yeah, it made me realize that a lot of people don't actually know where their food comes from. So I wanted to provide them with a resource that they could find where their food comes from, should they go looking for it. So I started making more videos. Yeah. 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 Tell, tell the listeners, for anyone, I guess, who's unfamiliar, maybe we've got some older listeners or even younger listeners who aren't even quite sure about what having a YouTube channel might look like. Tell us about your schedule, if you have one, what it's like, what's involved. So, yeah, having a YouTube channel, I guess I'm probably not as professional as some people. I don't really have a schedule. I just... Um, I'm aiming to put out one video a week at minimum or every seven days or, yeah. So I just film anything that I think is interesting on the farm and then have to edit it when I get a chance and then upload it. So, yeah, the, the filming takes no time at all virtually because it's while I'm working. And then the editing, that's the, the sticking point kind of because it takes – it probably takes two hours per video to to edit it all up nice and then upload it and everything. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I think um, obviously I edit this podcast and and learning the production elements of something like that can be quite time consuming and you can feel like a bit of a perfectionist at times. Um, how did you find that learning process? Um, yeah, well, I'm still learning. I, I have <laughs> yeah. no training in film and edit and all that stuff, but I'm a bit of a have a go and see what happens kind of guy. So yeah, that's helped me through this. I just have a go and yeah. I watch other people's videos and see how they're doing it, what kind of music they're putting, what kind of shots and how it's edited. And I take a lot of inspiration from that and implement it into my videos. Yeah. Do you have um, other um, farmers on YouTube that you really love? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, it's quite enjoyable to watch the Americans, how they farm. There's lots of farmers in America and other parts of the world um, that have YouTube channels. And I find it quite interesting watching them, how they farm. It's the same, same world, but it's they're like some of them are full cultivation. And, and then looking at their corn planters and bean planters, I find it quite interesting comparing different practices. Mm. Yeah, super interesting. Who are you finding um, your listenership? Oh, sorry, that's podcast term. <laughs> your viewership is. <laughs> so I, I've been very surprised that it's just a mix of everyone, really. Like I, I get comments from from parents saying that their kids just can't get enough of the videos. They're just flat out watching them. And then there's uh, like my grand, for instance, she loves watching them when she gets a chance. Um, but then there's right through to people that have retired from work, people that are still farmers. I know of some people that are like, oh, middle middle aged that that watch them. So that that really surprised me. Yeah, the the spread is so diverse, and and not just from Australia too. I get a lot of people comment from. America and England and Germany so yeah it's it's really cool that it's it's reaching far and wide yeah super diverse and you've had um I was reading an article about uh your YouTube uh success I guess and um you were saying that you've had some luck with um school kids watching it as well in the classroom ah yeah so well as actually a surprise this was going back to Christmas. I, I was catching up with my wife's cousins and they said, oh, we, we know a guy who, who works in a school and he was a, he was a teacher's aide in the ag class. And the teacher said, all oh, right, okay, today it's a bit wet outside. So, so we're going to do a, a review on this video. And the teacher puts the video up and lo and behold, it's my head that pops up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that it just amazes me that that yeah, it it has spread that far and people think that they're decent enough to to teach school kids. It really makes me feel like I'm doing something good. Yeah, that's cool. Feel good factor. Um I want to ask you how well do you feel in general um farmers and maybe the ag industry more broadly is capitalizing on the social media tools that we have available to us yeah ag really has been left behind and there's a whole heap of factors behind that really like 
we we do work in poor phone reception which makes it hard to mm-hmm. constantly upload and stuff like that but i feel like that is getting better but also there's a new there's really is a new generation of farmers coming through that are quite technology based and very interested in showing people how it's done yeah how how do you feel like and you may not have an answer to this has putting your content out on social media how has that benefited maybe yourself personally and your business even yeah so i've had some social influence type deals um projected to me so that i've been able to take advantage of which has been very exciting um, because I love t- trying out new technology. Um, so that's a very big business uh, benefit to our business. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess me personally, it's really given me confidence um, to be passionate about farming, like mm-hmm. putting these videos up and seeing every- all these comments that say, oh, great work on that video, Mark. Yeah, it really gives me the confidence to keep being super passionate about agriculture because I feel like quite often that's kind of looked down on by a lot of people. What would be your advice to someone who has maybe been thinking about posting what they do every day out into the world? My advice would be go for it. Do it. (laughs) Just have a go and see where it gets gets to you too. Um, it'll be a long slog building something up, but it's pretty rewarding when you get to the end. And uh, on the back of that, if you're not enjoying it, take a break. Stop doing it for a while and pick it back up again when you are enjoying doing it. That's really important, I'd say. Mm. Yeah, because that um, the energy is something that viewers can can really see and pick up on and if it's not there it's kind of important that you take some time hey yeah for sure yeah it's important to that that you come first and then the videos and next after that yeah yeah that's awesome advice um what about i mean uh, negatives to doing something like this and i'm you know i can see you laughing so um maybe you've got a story or have you had any sort of haters or what you know those sorts of things that always seem to happen on the internet Mm, yeah well when I started constantly posting I was yeah that's what I thought I thought I'd be hitting back at animal activists like every day I'd be waking up with comments from from them but really like looking through the analytics of my channel there's hardly any dislikes on YouTube there's a thumb up or a thumb down and there's hardly any thumbs down which is it's really good to see um yeah and as far as negative comments goes there's been hardly any which has been a surprise for me but i'm really pleased because i don't really like answering negative (laughs) comments but i think the videos do a decent enough job of of uh explaining why we're doing the things that there isn't it's just personal opinion that the negative comments come from, not from actually against our practices. Oh, can't think what I was going to say there. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, awesome. 
Um, yeah, because I think I think that's something that can scare a lot of people before put, ever putting themselves on a public platform is what are people going to say about me? But it sounds like um, overall your experience has been really, really positive. Yeah, yeah. And there's a really great uh, community around the videos too. Like going back 10 months ago, I had someone post one of my videos claiming that there were, that it was their own. And uh, just to see the the community of people that jumped on that and was like, this is not your work, this is Mark. Yeah, so mm. there's a real good community that, that are quite supportive of me, which is yeah. it's really good. <laughs> yeah, people looking out for you. That's nice. Um, mm. it, what is your sort of rough viewership on your videos? Like how many people are sort of showing up every time you post? Uh, well, as with any YouTube channel and anyone on social media really will know this it always depends like <laughs> yeah it depends whether you get the right thumbnail on your video or the right title or someone just wants to recommend it and then it takes off yeah so most of the videos they're getting uh two or three thousand views something like that so yeah but but I think I've got one video up to 19,000 views or something. It just hit the algorithm right and has taken <laughs> off. And I can't tell you what I did differently about that one, but yeah. Yeah, but, sometimes you don't, the secret sauce is uh, a secret sauce and you don't exactly know what it is. You're just going to keep trying until you hit it. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. But with the farm, there is some videos that people like to watch more. Like they always like, tractor videos um mm -hmm. which is understandable because i like watching them too but i also like to put the sheep videos in there in the mix too because it it is a really big part of our farm and yeah it's there's not really anyone else doing sheep and crop videos mm -hmm. yeah very cool oh well that i'm just yeah this and congratulations too because like you know, you're like, oh, two to 3,000 views. That's awesome, you know. That's true. To I always think if you had lined 2,000 to 3,000 people up in front of you, you would not think so small about the kind of metrics that you're getting on video. So congratulations to you and very well done because I think um, it takes a lot of guts to be so transparent in what you're doing online and, um, yeah, I applaud that. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, so we've actually just gone past... 4,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is very exciting. So, yeah, yeah I just want to take the chance to say thank you to all of those people because without you guys, the channel would be nothing. So, yeah, that's awesome. Well done. Um, you have been receiving a little bit of attention lately, hence you're here because we found you through um, some of the media attention you've been getting. You were on the project recently. How was that? That was very surreal. It's just, <laughs> Like I've watched the project for a long time, but to see see my face pop up there and to have the host talking about me, oh, it was just it was crazy good. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. It, it felt weird, but it was it was really nice to see a positive story about agriculture because quite often the project they talk negatively about agriculture, but I think that's mainly because most of the stories that they're dealing with with agriculture are in a negative light. Mm -hmm. mm. 
Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I think you showed in your vlog like that they they brought out, you were standing in the paddock and you had these big light um, panels and stuff in front of you. It was a pretty big production. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was uh, different to anything I've ever done before, <laughs> that's for sure. But we were, we were actually filming next to the road and I swear somehow it must have got out because every neighbour drove past that day to see me <laughs> in front of the cameras. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I want to ask you, um, what's what's one of your favourite videos you've ever done? Uh, well, I don't really have a favourite. I, I just, I, yeah, I, I like them all, I guess, um, because they're all very different. They're all, it's like asking what's your favourite season on the farm? I don't have a favourite because they're all important and they're all different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Um, it must be nice knowing that you've got um, a bit of content of your daughter as she grows up as well. Yeah, yeah. I was actually talking with my wife about this the other day. She's going to be pretty embarrassed by it at some stage, <laughs> but it's very cool to to have content of her growing up. And yeah, it's nice to look back on that and see how much she's changed very quickly. Uh, well, with her in mind, what excites you about the future of agriculture? Uh, I think the future of agriculture is very bright. Like the, the technology that's been implemented in agriculture in the past 20 years is just incredible and it blows my mind. So with the implementation of like autonomous farming and different stuff like that and all the technology is becoming more accessible for the average family farm, it's, yeah, it's going to be amazing to see where it goes. And I think with the kind of ag social media revolution that's happening at the moment, we're really on the brink of, of a revival of ag of such, showing people that ag is a great career choice and, and that this is where their food comes from. That's the bottom line. Like everyone yeah. loves to eat and this is where the food comes from. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. Um, and I think a very, very positive outlook, which is what we all love to have. So um, that's been, it's been amazing to talk to you. The last place we always finish up is if the listeners want to know more about you and they can do so very easily by going where? So you can find me on YouTube at Merit Contracting Australian Farm. And then if you just search Merit Contracting on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok, I should come up. So give us a, a like or a follow or subscribe. We'd love to have you along for the journey. Yeah, beautiful. Um, one last question I want to ask you, you know, what are you up to for the rest of the day? Well, the rest of the day, I'm actually going golfing today. So oh. yeah. <laughs> nice to have a day off on the farm every now and again. Oh beautiful oh it's a saturday so you deserve it <laughs> thanks so much for having me on it's been great you're so welcome thank you for coming on it's been lovely to chat to you <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this episode of generation ag we hope you loved it if you did don't forget to visit our guest bios page on our website where you can get all of their contact information 
And if you have an idea for another guest in the future or a story that you want to hear, you can get in touch with us via our email, which is hello at generationag.com.au. Don't forget to follow us on our socials at generation.ag. That's Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And if you've loved this episode as well, you can share it with your friends on your socials and make sure to subscribe to us on the podcast app and leave us a review because that all really helps as well. Thanks, guys. Bye.